Change your latitude. Change your attitude. If you are an irrigation professional, old or new, who designs, installs, or maintains high-end residential, commercial, or municipal properties, and you want to use technology to improve your business, to get a leg up on your competition, even if you're an old-school irrigator from the days of hydraulic systems, this show is for you. This is Andy. Welcome back to another episode of the Sprinkler Nerd Show. This is episode number 66, and it's just me today. The overarching thesis is change your latitude, change your attitude. And it's not that I needed an attitude adjustment, or if any of you out there need an attitude adjustment, I'm using that as an analogy for what happens when you travel. And for me, when I travel, it's easier for me to sometimes see my business and see the things I do, because when I'm here in my either uh, home office or my real office sitting here behind the mic. Sometimes I'm in my business and I have trouble seeing it. So uh, this week I traveled out to Los Angeles. Well, let me step back. I made a promise to myself to try to get a podcast episode out every week. Last Friday rolled through. I hadn't recorded one yet. So today is Saturday, January 29th, and I just got in my office. I have not prepped anything. We are just cutting cutting this record, cutting this episode almost live, although I will go back and take out any uh, audio errors that happen. So anyway, I'm recording this on Saturday. I wanted to tell you about my week. Not that there's anything really exciting that happened this week, but I just want to kind of keep in touch with you guys and let you know what I'm up to and uh, how it relates to the irrigation industry and some things that I'm learning along the way. So with this change your latitude, change your attitude sort of theory, this week for me was a combination of an e-commerce event happening out in Pasadena, California, combined with meeting up with a good friend that I'll tell you about in a minute, combined with opening up a new shipping location, actually not opening up a new shipping location, but visiting one of the shipping locations for sprinklersupplystore.com. And it was a pretty long week. So let's just start off on Monday. So Monday of this last week, I was actually here in Traverse City. My son, Drew, is a high school ski racer, and we were up at Shush Mountain. He had a high school ski race all day, so I stood on the hill. I was gatekeeping. I like to volunteer when I'm at ski races because it gives me something to do. And I grew up a ski racer, so I have a lot of fun doing that. And that kind of took all day, and it was sort of cold. It was probably about 15 degrees gray and just that cold, just ugh kind of a day. So I did that all day, and then I caught a 6.30 p.m. flight out of Traverse City to Detroit, and then from Detroit caught a 9.30 p.m. Eastern flight to Los Angeles, got into Los Angeles about 12.30 a.m., and keep in mind that would have been about 3.30 with the time change Eastern, grabbed my rental car, and then drove about 30 minutes up to Pasadena, where the event was happening the following day. I decided not to stay at the airport, although I, I did at first book a room at the airport. I thought I would get in, it would be late, I'll get the hotel, and then I'll drive up to the event in the morning. But I actually changed my mind because I realized that there'd be no traffic in the middle of the night. And that was a pretty smart decision. So it only it, it took me probably half the amount of time to drive to Pasadena in the middle of the night rather than fight with Los Angeles morning rush hour traffic. So I think I got to my hotel in Pasadena about 1.30 
a.m. Pacific time. That would have been 4.30 a.m. Eastern time. And it just it's awesome when you can have such a sort of polarizing differences between climates, leaving cold, snowy Michigan after doing a ski race all day, landing in California, even though it was dark, it was warm, and it was just awesome to, to, to do all that in the same day. So woke up, got a quick workout in. That was a way for me to sort of fight the jet lag and uh, wake myself up, got a quick workout in. And then I went to my event. The event was at the Descanso Garden up in Pasadena. And I'm a member of a owner's group. It's, it's for e-commerce owners that are at least $1 million in annual revenue. And there's a lot of $10 million and plus owners in the group as well. It's called e-commerce fuel. And there's actually a website, you can look it up ecommercefuel.com, but then there's a private login for the owners. And it's, I guess I'm might be kind of modeling my sprinkler nerd community after it. Although today the sprinkler nerd community is free. It's on Facebook and it's open to any professional, not just the owner. So anyway, to make a long story short, I uh, woke up that next morning, went to the Descanso Gardens. It was a beautiful day. There wasn't a cloud in the sky. And I don't think I saw a cloud for all week. I mean, it was just this high pressure over Southern California, the Los Angeles area. And there wasn't a cloud in the sky. It just felt amazing. So in the owner's group, I just made a list of some of the people I saw. There was probably 50 of us there and brands that, that range from Domains like CaliforniaToolsAndEquipment.com, TouchUpDirect.com. They sell touch-up paint for vehicles, which is pretty cool. LoriWallBeds.com, and I'm going to mention Brandon here in just a minute because he really um, uh, sparked a couple things in my mind that I want to share with his uh, sort of Murphy Bed business that was LoriWallBeds.com. And then I met Ryan from PistolLake.com. He is, has an apparel company. And they make clothing out of recycled water bottles, which is so sweet. And then my buddy Brett, who owns MicrofiberWholesale.com. If you're looking for microfiber cloths, they, he can custom, uh, custom make them for you, MicrofiberWholesale.com. There was boardwalk shirts. Board is in like bored out of my mind. Boardwalkshirts.com, really funny t-shirt company. Claw Hammer Supply. He makes homebrewing equipment. Municibid. So with Municibid, it is software for municipalities because once they get rid of a piece of equipment, they can't just sell it on the private market. They have to put it out to bid, and he provides software for municipalities. The Wanderer Club. Kindred Bravely, the list goes on and on, but it's really inspiring to be around other people that I would say are kind of just like me in sort of a weird, creative, take action, try something, figure stuff out along the way. Um, and when I say that, I, I mean that in regards to sprinklersupplystore.com and the other e-commerce uh, projects, businesses, products that I've developed over the years. And it's really fun to be surrounded by other uh, really like-minded people uh, people at, at this event. And it really sort of changes my perspective. So not only if you change your latitude, you change your attitude, but if you change who it is that you're surrounding yourself with, then you can, you can also look back on your business or learn something from them or have a different uh, perspective. So a lot of great things came out of this last week for me. And I want to share uh, one of them. So I was introduced, uh, actually we had a sort of a speed dating right in the beginning, speed networking, if you will, where we had 15 minutes, we sat down with another business owner and learned all about their business and about each other. And when I told 
um, this gentleman about my sort of what I call passion mashup, meaning e-commerce and then the irrigation industry, he um, he referred to it as the Medici, Medici effect, Medici, M-E-D-I-C-I effect. And apparently that, and I have to get this book, but apparently that's what happens when you mash up two passions together, it sort of amplifies the effectiveness of it. And so I can't wait to get that book. And we had a fun conversation about those two passions. And when you really look at the uh, uh, me, let's say, there's not a lot of people out there that have deep e-commerce and deep irrigation. And so maybe if you're listening to this, think about, you know, what else can you couple with your irrigation knowledge, your landscape knowledge, your sprinkler knowledge, your business knowledge? What two things can you put together that make you very unique? And, and again, I don't know what the answers are. I'm just putting that out there because maybe you have two passions that you can put together. Of course, one being irrigation in the sprinkler industry, but mash that up with something else and you never know what might come out. So apparently that's called the Medici effect. And I can't wait to learn more about that. So let's, um, let me transition into um, this talk that Brendan gave. And Brendan is the owner of LoriWallBeds.com. And I think, let's see, his business now is doing over $10 million in sales. But just three years ago, he was doing under $2 million. So he gave this talk about how to scale your business and what it, and what it took to scale your business. And the bottom line was that it was really about the people. Brendan was the secret sauce at the beginning. He figured out the business, but then he couldn't get out of his way. And sort of the, the same thing can be true for me. I am the secret sauce. I am, I was the secret sauce of sprinklersupplystore.com. But in order to grow, I can't be the secret sauce anymore. I have to empower others on my team and find others out there in the world to hire that can be the secret sauce and can scale the business. And a couple things, the, the main thing that stood out to me, and it was so clear, it's still so clear, is that, uh, and I think this, that you guys listening as contractors and, um, you know, landscape industry folks could, can relate, is that we have to go from being an operations company to a marketing company. And if you can make that switch from an operations company to a marketing company, then you can really start to grow your business. And when I think back to when I started sprinklersupplystore.com, it was all marketing. I mean, literally going and figuring out how to get a first sale. That's where all the energy was directed towards. And then as we started to grow the business, I started to focus more on the operations. How do we take orders? How do we split them up? How do we get them to our drop shippers? How do we answer the phones? How do we set up our email system, our automations? All of these operational related tasks, meanwhile, kind of putting marketing not on the back burner, just not directing my energy in that direction. And so if I think about how am I going to scale that business or another business, I have to think about going from an operations company to a marketing company. So think about that in your own business as a, as an owner operator or as a foreman or as a general manager, whatever your title is in your green industry business, chances are you spend most of your time thinking about operations, being the technician, being the ditch digger, being the designer, being the estimator. 
And, it, and you know, if that's your job, fine. That is, that's what you're hired for. I get it. But if you're the owner or you're the owner operator, we really have to figure out how to introduce more great people into your business. And when I mean people, I don't just mean someone to pick up the shovel and dig the ditch and do the labor. I mean other people to help you coordinate your operations, schedule, look for efficiencies, manage the people so that you as the owner operator can go out and focus more on turning your business into a marketing company. And then he also had this great quote. I don't think that it was his quote, but I did not write down where it came from. But it's kind of interesting because we can we can see this, uh, especially last year during COVID. And the quote was, he who has the most inventory wins. And as a physical products company, and again, all of these businesses that I was with are physical products companies, and more than half of them manufacture their own products. So if they are a t-shirt company, they make their own t-shirts. If you're Lori Wallbeds and they're making Murphy beds, they manufacture their own, uh, their own products. And so, you, you know, we, we kind of get into this catch 22 because you can't grow the business. You can't scale the business, meaning sell more items if you don't have the inventory. But if, but if you don't have the inventory, then you can't sell more items. So it's like a chicken or the egg. And so this quote came in, he's like, you just have to have the inventory. And he who has the invent the most inventory wins. So I'm not saying go out and load up your warehouse with pallets and sprinklers, but you know, don't get caught in a situation where you're so on demand that you roll up to your wholesaler and they don't have what you want. I would probably recommend having six weeks of inventory, some amount out there into the future so that you can compete if there are industry supply shortages. So keep that in mind. And then he also said, find the one flywheel. And what's interesting about a flywheel is that once you get it in motion, it's almost like a perpetual motion machine. Once you get it going, it produces more and more and more energy. So in your business, what are the flywheels? If there, there definitely are flywheels. You just have to find it. And then instead of finding more and more and more flywheels, find the one that works and then double down on that flywheel. If social media marketing is working for you to generate more sales, keep doing it, right? If referrals from landscape companies is what's working for you to get sales for your irrigation business, keep doing it. Think about what the flywheel is, identify it, and then pour more fuel on that flywheel instead of diversifying the flywheels. So for two days, we were kind of focused on all of this e-commerce, um, networking, presentations, roundtables, strategy, all kinds of really, really great stuff. And if any of you guys want to learn more about that, just reach out to me. I'm happy to share pretty much anything that, um, that I'm working on. So that was last Tuesday and Wednesday. Wednesday night, um, everyone went off to the Rose Bowl. There was a private tour of the Rose Bowl and then dinner in the press box. But instead of doing that, I went out and had dinner with one of my best friends. His name's Matt Hart. You might know Matt. He was the former Western Divisional President for Site One Landscape Supply. And he just left to become a CEO of a new, a brand new water company. But I've known Matt for probably 12 years or so. He actually helped me start Sprinkler Supply Store. So 
the our event was in Pasadena. He lives up in that area, so we caught up for dinner. And I just love hanging out with Matt. We're such like-minded, uh, like-minded people, and it's very refreshing. And I love seeing what Matt has going on with uh, United Water Technologies in his new position as CEO. So I did that Wednesday night. Uh, let's see. Also on Wednesday, I went to Robert Summers' house. If you remember, Robert Summers is the inventor of the root quencher, and he also lives in Pasadena. So we kind of had this like small world Pasadena all coming together. So Robert invited me over to his house where he's got, I don't know, dozens and dozens of root quencher uh, all over his house. I got to see sort of how he started it, what his first prototypes looked like, the things he's working on. And he has his own experiments running with time-lapse cameras and soil moisture sensors and air temperature sensors. And um, it's almost like mad scientist for this root quencher device. But we'll just, we'll just say that he's a, a sprinkler nerd pro, sprinkler nerd from another mother. How about that? And it was great to see what Robert has going on. I can't wait for the root quenchers to, uh, to come out. And I think Robert might've got his first sale from me because one of the other business owners in e-commerce fuel who lives in Encinitas, California is growing an orchard. And he's like, man, I'm going to buy a hundred of these root quenchers. So I think Robert got his first sale and not his first sale, but his first sale from me as a referral. And so, yeah, that was Wednesday night, Thursday. I met with my, one of my suppliers in California. We've got a big order that we're working on. Then I went out to a couple microbreweries Thursday night, headed back to the airport at LAX and returned my rental car so I didn't have to do it in the morning. And then what I did is I found the closest airport to the terminal. Actually, it was like the second closest airport, but uh, Courtyard Marriott, pretty close to LAX. So then in the morning, I could just walk to the airport because sometimes waiting for the shuttle, you know, it just takes time because they only come every 20 minutes and, and what have you. So I uh, just walked right into the airport. I use the clear pass system. So I think from my hotel room to the gate at LAX was less than 20 minutes, saved a bunch of time and then uh, flew home, pit stopped through Detroit, had a quick phone call with uh, Brett Kennedy with uh, Royal Sprinkling. Shout out, shout out to Brett. And uh, he's in Michigan here and we caught up on a couple business things. And uh, then I made it home. And then, uh, yeah, then I realized, shoot, I don't have a podcast episode this week. So that's, that's, that's where we are. We're Saturday afternoon. I'm recording this episode. And I don't even know if I'm going to edit this one. This one might just, uh, might just fly and go live. So I guess in summary, you know, change your latitude to change your attitude. I highly recommend uh, traveling. Go a couple hours, go a state away, get on a flight, go somewhere. Because sometimes by doing that, you can really look back or, or look at what you're doing, uh, your business, your current job, uh, maybe even your future from a different perspective. And it's super helpful, uh, at least for me. So change your attitude change your latitude or change your latitude, change your attitude certainly works. And, uh, yeah, appreciate all you guys, um, listening. I appreciate those of you who have joined the sprinkler nerd community. Um, and if you haven't look it up on Facebook, you can find the sprinkler nerd community. It's only for green industry professionals. It's not for homeowners and end users, just the, just professionals. We'd love to have you in there. 
And uh, I think that is going to wrap this up. I'm looking at my timeline here as it ticks by in my software, and we're coming up on 20 minutes. So I thought maybe I would just talk for five. Maybe it would be 10. But here we are, 20 minutes later. So appreciate you guys. Thanks so much for listening. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Happy sprinkling. Bonus, attention, bonus. Do I have your attention? There's one last thing I wanted to share here on this episode. I'm just going to read off a couple phrases. And these phrases may or may not end up on a future t-shirt. Are you ready? Okay, let's go. Matched precipitation. Warranty doesn't cover brain-dead landscapers. Ask your neighbor's friend. Circle circumference. Class or schedule. Slow the flow, save the water. Got DU? We've got you covered head-to-head. 96.3 times GPN divided by squared, the root of 2 equals H2O God. All right, this one's pretty good. Yo, Garrett Tucker. (laughs) Garrett Tucker actually came up with this one. We'll get you wet. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, Ward. Here you go. PVC plus SBE plus PGP equals H2O. Use no pipe dope. No dope, bro. Don't dope it, bro. 2.4 minus 1, 6, and 11. Hmm, that one's going to keep you thinking. Zerogation, xeriscaping. It's the only time it's okay to have a drippy tube. <laughs> oh, man. Got head-to-head coverage? Water hammer. It will make you leak. All right, that's all I got. Go on with your day. Cheers. Bye-bye. Have a good one.